As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. Welcome to the Engineer Your Success podcast. My name is Dr. James Bryant, your host for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is going to be a solo episode. So it's just going to be a conversation between the two of us. If this is your first time or you're a more recent listener, you may not have listened to the over 26 or so solo episodes that I recorded very early on as we've been developing the podcast. But I am here again, and it's going to be just the two of us, but a little bit more about me. I am a John Maxwell leadership trained speaker, trainer, and coach. I'm also a engineer, a licensed professional civil engineer in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I have a PhD in civil engineering and over 20 years of experience in the maintenance in infrastructure area. And I am absolutely excited about being here with you. I am a father. I am a husband. And I am really, really passionate about helping engineers win at work and at home. So all of the episodes, all of the things that we're doing on social media is all about finding those key success principles that can help you win at work and at home. So this podcast really is a mix of episodes. There's the solo episodes like you'll have today, and then there are guest interviews, but there are also episodes that'll be based on other speaking engagements or group events. The main group event that we have every month is called the Unwebinar. No slides, no sales pitch, just added value. The next one is coming up on April the 19th from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. And those unwebinars are really designed to be interactive, just a conversation with a small group of people. Space is limited to 12 participants. And so I look forward to you joining me there to get to know me so that I can help you along your journey. At Banowitz Marketing, we succeed when you succeed. Build a thriving family business with great marketing that actually works. How? Start with comprehensive marketing direction and a clear action plan. Then get attentive expert help and choose whether that help comes as done for you services or as done with you guidance. Visit us at thrivingfamilybusiness.com to get started today. The upcoming topic that we're going to talk about on April the 19th is the development of your personal development plan. So your personal development plan. If you think personal development is important, why don't you have a plan for it? Hmm. I don't know. You should. If you need some help, come join us on that webinar on April the 19th. This has been an absolutely stellar time for this podcast. We've had tons of new listeners, tons of new reviews. We've been able to hit and exceed all of the goals that we set forward in the first quarter of this year. And I would not be able to do that 
if it were not for you. I do want to connect with you so you can use the link that's in the show notes to be able to schedule a time on my calendar or to follow me and connect with me on social media. I'm active on LinkedIn as well as on Instagram, but I absolutely want to connect to find more more about what's going on in your world. In my world, I've been continuing to train for the 10K. The 10K is coming up in a few weeks. The 10K here in Richmond, Virginia is going to be on April the 23rd. I look forward to recording an episode after that to talk about my experience completing that 10K. So what are we going to talk about today? Before we get to that topic, I want to also thank all of the people that were interviewed in the first quarter of this podcast. It's been a great experience actually going through and having those interviews and the feedback that I'm getting back from you as well has been great. If you know of anybody that would be a great guest for this podcast that you think would be able to add value, absolutely refer them to me. We're looking for more guests, looking for more great content and continuing to look for ways that we can add value to where you are and where you're going. So today's conversation. All right. I think we're ready for today's conversation. So I'm going to set the stage. So many organizations are preparing to come back into the office, right? You know, We've been dealing with the impacts of COVID-19. So you've had people that were in the office. Now they were forced home. Now they're working from home. It was a big shift happening when people were forced to work from home. But then the kids were home. And then people start moving and were very flexible. And so you have this shift that's happened over the past few years of our workplace. But now... Offices are starting to open back up. People are starting to now be invited or told in some cases that, hey, we're going to be working back in the office. And some organizations are taking a more flexible approach, having a hybrid, flexible work environment where there's some amount of time that you have to spend in the office or there's going to be some employees that are in the office, some employees that are going to be working off site. And it's going to be a greater mix of that than it was before. And so this is going to create a lot of different managerial challenges from how you lead your teams, how you communicate with your teams. And we're going to be coming up with a series of episodes that will deal with that. This is really the first of the solo episodes that I wanted to take to kind of deal with this issue. And the piece of it that I want to cover today is how do you deal with performance evaluations? Right. You know, we've all had performance evaluations. If you haven't, I'm going to let you know a little bit about them. It's just the performance evaluation process or performance appraisals. It's just the process where job performance is measured, documented and evaluated. So I don't know what your company has. I'm not an HR professional, but I'm sure that your human resources department will be able to give you all the specifics on your specific you know, policy for performance evaluation. So I'm speaking from the context of my personal experience, both as an employee and as a manager. So they're used for the information in those performance evaluations are used for uh, determining compensation. They're looked at for promotion as well as general performance improvement, identifying areas where further development 
can happen. So it may not be something that needs to be improved. It may be something that's not there that needs to be developed. It also forms just the general basis for a lot of employment decisions. But again, particularly compensation and promotion are two things that I'm probably most familiar with. So why are they important? I think it's important because when they're done right, they set clear expectations. And when you have that level of clarity and the performance expectations are very clear, then you really reduce the level of uncertainty, right? And that can create and promote trust within your team, within your organization. It helps to document and identify those future areas of development and growth. I want to invite you to the next UnWebinar. What is an UnWebinar? It's no slides, no sales pitch, just added value. These are small group discussions that are designed to really be two-way conversations between you and myself, where you can get insight and advice on the issues that you're dealing with today. The overall goal is to equip you with what you need so that you can win at work and at home. Understand you do not have to do it alone. Sign up for the next UnWebinar today. Both, I would say, in terms of processes, both from a business perspective, a professional perspective, as well as a personal perspective. The process also, if done correctly, it will hold the manager accountable as well as the employee accountable. And it just continues to document past performance. If you don't measure it, then it may not get done. If you don't measure it, how do you or how can you measure progress? There's a difference between activity and progress. Progress is towards something. Activity is just happening. So what happens when the performance is lacking? So you go through, I'm documenting your performance. We're looking at these things, but there is an issue. Performance is Lacking. Well, typically when that happens, typically when that happens, things are just not clear. It's not clear what performance is actually being evaluated. It's not clear how the performance is going to be evaluated. It's not clear how the manager, and this is something that may not be written in the actual performance evaluation, but I suspect when that performance is lacking, two things The manager did not routinely check in with the employee to make sure that things were moving forward. And two, the manager had no clue on how they were to empower the employee to actually perform. And getting back to that routine check-ins, if the first time that you tell someone that's working on your team that they're not doing their, their job or that they're not meeting your expectations, if the first time that they hear of that is doing that meeting, that's an issue, that's a problem. You have to regularly check in to let people know how they're performing, particularly if they're not performing up to your expectations. So you know, I have a story, I guess, for myself when I was a young manager, this was several years ago, coming into a large organization. I managed a team of four people and So I'm coming in, I started managing this team, but it was halfway through the past performance period. And so I started looking at their performance evaluations that was filled out by the 
previous supervisor the year before. And I was pretty surprised because all of the ratings that they had was exceeded expectations. It was surprising to me because none of them were actually performing well. And absolutely none of them were performing to my level of expectations. And I was told, actually, this probably had something to do with my perception as well. I was told when I took the position that the team, your team isn't performing well, they're going to need to improve. So I probably had that in my mind. So also, this was the first time that I was a manager for a professional staff. And so I do want you to keep that in mind. So I was not a seasoned leader. I was not a seasoned manager at that time. So the, the time comes for the performance evaluation process. And, you know, they do their self-assessment. Their self-assessments are everything is great. I'm the best performing employee in the organization. Boom. Wonderful. And I look at the assessments and I'm assessing them honestly based on my perception, but also based on my expectations. And so no one received a rating of exceeds expectations. So you can imagine that if years and years have gone by where an employee has gotten a certain rating, that they're really shocked when something else is there. And so it was like, what happened? You know, I, I had exceeded expectations before you got here. James, you must be the problem. Well, you know what? After a few meetings with HR and the team, one thing did absolutely become clear to me. And, and I think this thing was key, particularly when I started thinking about why did the team receive very high ratings in the past. And that was that the previous supervisor had different expectations compared to my expectations. I expected more. Hey, this is James, and I'm here to help you win at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. And we're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. In and of itself, that's not an issue, right? It's not an issue for me to expect more. The issue is that I was not clear in my expectations of my team members. And here's the kicker. The expectations that were set up for that performance review period were set before I arrived. So always be conscious when you're coming into that situation and make sure that your expectations are clear, not only to the employees, your team members, but also to yourself. So once I had a better understanding of what the issue was, I was able to approach it from a different perspective. And so, yeah, their evaluations were changed. It still was not exceeding expectations, but it was much better than the original rating that I had. But I also added a note within their performance review. And that note was that the change in rating may be due solely to differing expectations from having a new supervisor. And so in my view, what I was trying to accomplish by that note was to say, look, it put me on the hook, right? It put me on the hook. Why do you say that, James? Because I was very clear that 
maybe my expectations were different than what was there before. So that puts me on the hook to clearly lay out what my expectations are. This is what I expect for you to do. Here are the results or what I am looking for. Have to be very clear. But it also put my team on notice that I was very serious about measuring performance. Maybe the previous supervisor wasn't serious about measuring performance. I don't know. But once that expectation was very clear, things started to change. And we started to put out more contracts. We started to do more things. We started working so much better as a team than what we were before. And so it really helped me to be clear on the things I mentioned earlier, the performance that we're actually evaluating, how that performance is going to be evaluated, how the employee will be held accountable for their performance. And as well, I had to think through how I was going to empower the employees to perform. Because if you simply delegate without empowering, then you may be setting up your team for failure. If you simply tell them I need to do X, but you don't empower and make sure as a manager or an organization that they are equipped to kind of take on that task, then you're setting them up for failure and you're setting yourself up for failure. As a manager, that is your responsibility. It doesn't take away from their own personal responsibility. No, I'm not saying that. I think we all have personal agency. We all have a role to play. But if you're responsible for a team, if you're responsible for an organization, I believe that it is your responsibility to equip and empower them with what they need to succeed. You know, this process can be used not only for improving your team's performance, but think about how the process can be applied for you to develop and improve your own individual performance. So what I want to focus the unwebinar on for this month in April is the development of a person, your personal improvement plan, your personal development plan. You know, we plan for our professional development. We say, these are the courses. These are the trainings that we want to do. Here's the things that we want to become more proficient at. Why don't we take the same step, the same exact steps to begin to plan how we want to personally develop, whether you want to be a better communicator or you want to grow in your ability to lead. Why not develop a plan so that you can improve in those areas? Because here's the thing, when you continue to develop as an individual, as a person, That's the same person that's going to show up at work. If you become a better communicator in general, you'll become a better communicator at work. If you show the ability to lead or develop your ability to lead in general and at home and in life, that leadership is going to show up at work. You know, one, I was on another podcast and I was talking about this general concept. They were talking about promotions and I said, well, you really want people to get grow motions. And so it is what it says. You want to be growing so, and you want to be growing at a pace that you grow yourself into the next job that you want, that you grow yourself into the next opportunity that you want. So these principles and concepts can be used for both your professional development as well as your personal development. Listen, what gets measured gets done. And you want to continue to measure. So you want to establish the expectations, 
monitor the progress, provide feedback so that you can adjust as needed, monitor the progress, view the results, provide feedback and adjust and continue this process over and over and over again, because applying that process will help you win both at work and at home. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a select group of people actually follow through, do it and achieve the life of their dreams. My goal and the purpose of this podcast and this episode and the unwebinar and all of the interaction is to help you become part of that select few. It's been great having this conversation with you and I want you to go and be great this week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life. And it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.